Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind the scenes videos and two minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Here we are, uh, Zoom casting, uh, week 40 millionth, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just another basic bitch uh, for your ears. I'm, uh, we, we realized in our last basic, basic bitch that I was just yammering on about a road trip, and we didn't really talk about the important stuff. Uh, well, that well, was important too. We needed to be was, taken out of our, it was, yeah, it was good. It was good. I know, I know. <laughs> but we, I think we realized once we got off, we're like, oh my God, we didn't talk about, um, AOC. We didn't talk about John Lewis. We didn't talk about Regis Philbin. Um, and there's some other stuff that has come up this week that we can talk about because every day is a, that's 2020 fiery, fiery hell of news of, of, of everything. 2020 is the gift that keeps on shitting. Did you coin that? No, I just thought it. I don't know. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that was really good. Anyway. Uh, I mean, you did coin that and it's already trademarked. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and also we haven't even, I don't think that we talked about, yes, we did. We did uh, that. We have a kind of a big milestone episode coming up. That's a little crazy to even think about. It hurts my eyes and ears to think about how many <laughs> we did, episodes we did we, talk about that. We have remember. because so everyone who's who's listening, uh, our five hundredth five zero zero episode is coming out, which is bonkers. And uh, we mentioned this a few episodes ago because. Uh, our, our friendly listener who's listened for a long time, Angela Tubi Pecked up in Canada, uh, was kind enough to send us a, a little MP3 of her wishing us congrats on our upcoming milestone. And it was really sweet. I, I got it, I got it uh, during vacation and I passed it on to the team and uh, we, we would love more of those. So you can always email us at therealbtpod at gmail.com and just tell us uh, what you love or maybe what you hate. I don't know. Um, and we're <laughs> going to share talk. them. We're going to yeah. share them. With we'll share them the out. So you can just write an email. You can um, record yourself and send it. You can record a video. It'd be great. Um, but sh she hits some good ones. I always, I don't know why I always forget about Danny Strong, but then she loves that episode. Of yeah. Strong, I can't so. believe she referenced that. That was so long ago. That was like it, back in the hundreds. She yeah, that was... Danny yeah. Strong and John C. Riley, or yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that we. I always forget we've interviewed John C. Riley. Well, you haven't reason. listened to it because you're nervous. Yes, I did. Reason, but... No, oh, you I did listen, listen to I've it. listened okay. to it. It's fine. I mean, I it's like John's, it. I think it's, it's fine. Good, yeah. It's John C. Riley. What do you want? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we welcome these. It, it'll be fun. We'd love to share them. Um, and we do want to hear from you. You know, we know there's listeners. We see it. We see it in our stats. <laughs> um, so, so say hi. Um, e yeah, even if it's just dropping a line and saying hi. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. And five, 500 episodes. Where's the time gone? <laughs> and we're trying 
to put together we are putting together yeah still bitching after all these episodes but we're yeah. putting together something that we're really excited about just yes. a small little compilation of some favorite past guests and mm-hmm. just a small little compilation and it's gonna be them. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be yeah. fun and exciting and and we're excited to 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 have something to look forward to right now totally <laughs> um so yeah we're hitting up our 500th um but while I was out, while I was out on the road, some major things sort of happened. Um, I wanted to tell you when we were in, it might've been our second night in Joshua Tree. Uh, I don't know why. I don't remember why Jeff brought it up, but he had, he had said like, oh, I wonder how John Lewis is doing. What? Randomly. We were just talking about who knows what, you know, whatever. Our, you, you guys in our, your bedroom talk. Our bedroom talk is really, really <laughs> your spicy. Your foreplay is just hey, next it's, level. Basi- it's basically like, it's basically like Leslie Nope and uh, what's his name? Not Ben Adam Wyatt. Scott, ben, ben Wyatt. Wyatt. <laughs> it's basically like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder what John Lewis is doing. Oh, well, I don't on. know why we talk, not like that, ew. So, <laughs> so I remember I was, I was looking, I think at his Instagram or something. I'm like, oh, I think he's doing okay. He, the last thing I saw was like in June, he took pictures at the Black Lives Matter, the street that got painted in DC in front of the White House. And then the next morning, as we do, and I'm trying to stop it, we looked at Twitter and I just, I looked at Jeff, I'm like, John Lewis died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we literally were just, you know, checking on him on social media. Um, and what a what a loss this year mm-hmm. um i did watch a bit of uh go ahead Ange. yeah you know, there's just the timing of his death in this yeah. moment and you know he was always a he was somebody that is the example of he he believed that his life was more than him it, it, his he was here for something bigger than himself and and willing to give up his life for the greater cause and him passing in this time with the Black Lives Movement, yeah. just, you know, hopefully maintaining full steam ahead. It's just, he's still leading the way and, and hopefully keeping us inspired to to continue, continue yeah. on. Because it's easy to lose steam and be get exhausted from, from all this. And, and yeah. yeah, so I think, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I got a text from my mom. I'm not surprised. She's the same person. I love you, mom. But she's the same person who, you know, watched the entire OJ trial, like from start to finish. <laughs> I remember her, her little TV in her at her desk at her office. I remember that she watched every single part of that trial. And it was no surprise to me that yesterday I got a, a text in the morning because we had been missing each other, calling each other. And she was like, you know, saying the nice, nice mom stuff. And she's like, I will be watching the John Lewis funeral. And I knew that that meant she's going to be watching that from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And um, true to form, Susan Lim. Uh, and I love it because I didn't have the time to watch it. But so uh, my fiance, Jeff, was like, if you watch anything, watch Barack Obama's eulogy. And so uh, I watched that. I haven't gotten to everything else. My mom had mentioned... Um, someone named Reverend James Lawson. Mm. She said that was probably the most um, prolific and the most important eulogy to listen to because he's 91. And he was the, I guess, the mentor to John Lewis and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I haven't, I, I want to sit down and watch these things. I just haven't had time yet. 
<laughs> the entirety, but. Yeah, I recorded and I watched some speeches I, I, or eulogies. I still have to watch a bunch more, but uh, but yeah, it was really, Obama killed it, you know, and obviously we miss hearing from literate speakers, <laughs> let alone ex You know, people that read uh, and, you know. Yeah, and can no history. Convey, convey a thought in a complete sentence, but yeah. I loved his inclusion of getting out to vote. And, you know, some people were talking shit like, oh, why is he making it political right now? And it's like, do you not know uh, John Lewis's John Lewis. life? Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is exactly what he would want. This is the converse, exactly the conversation he would want to have and to continue. And yeah, it was emotional and it was a great send off the whole week of events really well, crossing the Edmund Pettus bridge. Oh God, I was. And yeah, really the whole week of, of events have just been really special and, um, and emotional, but I think, I think he has, he got the best send off, you know? Yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> it's just fucking heavy. Um, but it, yeah, from what I've seen and what I want to I want to keep watching is uh, just the send off of, of John Lewis and also keeping the spirit, like you said. Um, I think uh, he probably felt fortunate that he could see what was happening in May and June, June mostly. Um, and I I do hope that we can keep his, his spirit alive um, in keeping the movement uh, going forward. So. Um, the one shitty thing, and I haven't really followed up on this, because once he, he passed away, um, he has to, his seat will be, um, uh, I think, take it, not taken over fully, but taken over until November, I think, and then we'll have a special election or something. And the awful governor of um, Georgia gets to pick who replaces him. I oh, know. God. Which Jeff and I were like, oh, for fuck. Um He's one of the fucking worst. Kemp. Yeah. Kemp. Yeah. Governor Kemp. Oh, so Jesus I haven't, Christ. yeah, I haven't heard more than like the day after he passed away about what that process is. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, so that happened. Uh, and then do you want to, do you want to talk about AOC? <laughs> yeah, like, always. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Yeah. I mean, me too. And I also forgot to lead into AOC um, that it's already been two years basically since she was elected. So she's running for her seat mm -hmm. and all basically all of the women, the tidal wave of 18 are having to rerun. So Ilhan Omar um, and I'm forgetting other R names. Right now, Rashida Tlaib. Right. And Ilhan Omar. The, they're all running again. Ilhan. Yeah. I said Ilhan. Um, but yeah. And then AOC. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there's so many um, levels to this, what occurred with AOC, right? And, and uh, Representative Yoho, I mean, just fucking appropriately named that douchebag. Anyway. Right. Uh, Could, it so be Could it be a yeah, better name? Could it be a better name for this fucking Yoho. Jesus, he's such yo a Yoho. Yoho, I think that could be a new verb. Like, he fucking Yoho'd her. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you, like, you got Yoho'd. Like, you got Yoho'd. Anyway, I mean, initially, the incident was like, I heard about it before anything mm -hmm. happened. And I was like, okay, whatever. She was called a fucking bitch. Like, just like she said. It's like, that's not news. It's not right. evocative. It's happens. not exciting. It's so normal. It's so everyday for a woman to be called a bitch. Like, okay. Uh -oh. 
yeah, he was wrong for doing that, but whatever, move on. You know, there's bigger. Yeah. Uh-oh. Am I here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were, uh, I don't, I think Shar picked it up too. I froze. Your for- audio was a little weird. Okay. So where was I? So uh, it, it, it didn't seem like it was, it was run of the mill, really. I mean, coming from women who this happens to, but when he came out with his so-called apology was when, you know, I really got riled up. And, you know, it's all the basic check marks of, I'm sorry you misunderstood. Uh, you it's know, her fault. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's her fault. And, you know, I'm not going to be sorry for being passionate about my country. Like, that's some kind of excuse for being an asshole. And he has daughters and a wife, right? Yeah, so that makes him decent or whatever. So then AOC, as, as we know, came back with her own response. And it was so beautiful on so many levels. Uh, Everything, everything she talks about, like, you know, I, I don't lose sleep at night because of this, but, but my, my, you know, her saying that, like, this isn't something that affected me and I lose sleep over it, but she thanks him for showing that, you know, even though you're a power, powerful, a man with power, even though you're a husband, even though you're a father, you can still accost women. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean, that doesn't put you in a special box just because you're a father and a husband. And it shows that this happens every day from powerful, successful men. And so um, I, I agree, you know, and, it, and what it reminded me of when she said that was, um, do you remember there was a reporter? She was, it was also in Georgia and she was reporting a race, a marathon race. And some guy comes behind her and spanks her like during yes. the recording. I think and- it was the New York City Marathon. I thought it was that. It was in Georgia. Okay. No, it was a smaller, it was okay. a smaller marathon. Yeah, I remember she got smacked on the ass. Yeah. And you watch her go through these emotions. I, I, we've been that, you know, I, I know exactly the emotions she went through, just the blind rage and disbelief and embarrassment. And it, so it just reminded me, he ended up being a youth minister, this guy that spanked her on the butt. I didn't know? know that. Yes, that was the kicker of the whole story. So it's like, he's decent men. Like, give me a fucking break. I don't care if you're a father or a husband or a youth minister. You know, like, that, that, that means nothing to me. You it doesn't give you the pass. Successful. Yeah. Right. And it's just, yeah, so many things came out, you know, with this story for me. And I'm just really grateful that her voice is there. And, uh, and just the way she expresses herself. Yeah. She said everything that needed to be said, I think. And and we're talking on a Friday. It's the Friday before we send out our monthly e-news. So if you'd like to sign up, please do so through our website. But um, this topic will be addressed in our e-news. And um, I, yesterday, (laughs) I, my new favorite website is C-SPAN, everybody. Yet again, uh, pillow talk, if you will. And um, (laughs) love me some C-SPAN. And I watched the full, um, oh, you are laughing. Uh, I watched the full hour. I didn't realize that every, it was, um, I didn't realize there were more, I knew there were more speakers. I didn't know how many more speakers because I saw Barbara Lee speak, who is a rep from Oakland, the Spay, Berkeley, Oakland, San Leandro. Uh, and there are a few others that I got to see. Ayanna Presley was another one, but there are also three men that spoke up that, um, that really uh, was encouraging. And one of them, I asked my partner, who's originally from Texas, I'm like, did you know there's a rep called Al Green from Texas? I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but he went up there and, and, and spoke on behalf of, of what was happening. 
uh, to AOC and what's happened for years and years and years and centuries to women and also women that are serving um, serving in government roles. But um, uh, we will be, I'm going to post the whole hour, uh, the whole hour that they had on the floor. So you can watch it unedited um, because I also didn't know that AOC brought up the president because I only saw an edited version. So I had no idea. Mm. And thank mm -hmm. you to Reggie Steele, friend of the show, local comedian who pointed me in the direction of the unedited, unedited version. See our community. I love them. So um, we'll be talking about that. And yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's not one, like she said, it's not one incident. It's She's a bartender. Representative, work. I mean, yeah, it's like, representative of a culture. A, a, yeah, a culture that we have that that the president has coddled with his language and his behavior and his life. <laughs> his life's his work entire life is this culture. It just feeds off this culture. And yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think men will ever be able to understand. Even the most understanding man, just like what it is we go through, you know, it's just, Oh shit. That reminded me. I'm sorry. See, I'm, I'm burying memories of that kind of shit. So after all that shit happened, so John Lewis died and the AOC thing happened. We were on, we were coming home from our vacation. <laughs> Fuck. I never wear shorts. Ask Ange, ask Char, maybe my legs never really see the sun. Okay. So I finally It'll I have be one, a hot ass day. That's yes. True. I get excited when I can wear them. I have like two <laughs> pairs that actually fit well. Women can attest to this. You got to find a good pair of shorts that fit well because, and they still don't fit that well because when I walk, they still ride up. I got, you know, I got that fat in the middle that just makes it go up because I'm a woman. Uh, what did Ali Wong call it? I don't remember. Like the I don't remember what she called it. Yeah, the, the thigh gap, but thigh, it was else. yeah, but it's oh. like you can see the sun through there. Like go fuck yourself <laughs> or something. Whatever that whole fucking thing is. One day she'll be on. We could talk about the thigh gaps. So I don't have a thigh gap. Shorts still right up. Anyways, was feeling cute. Wore my shorts out. Still on vacation. We were up in Eureka at some like basically their version of Whole Foods. And we were walking out, and then this is older black gentleman walking in with a cane. And I was wearing actually this sweatshirt, my Asians for Black Lives Matter. And I thought for a minute he was going to say something about my sweatshirt. Nope. It was all about my looks. And girl, you look good through his mask. And I was like, look at me, literally stopped, looked me up and down. And I'm like, are you fucking for real in this moment? And mm -hmm. I just had to, I just was like, kind of, I was kind of like trying to hear too, because he had the mask on. And in that moment, you're like, is he really saying what he's saying? Or maybe I'm hearing, it's the thing, maybe I'm hearing him wrong. Maybe it's my mm -hmm. fault. Mm -hmm. And uh, I walked out and I got in the car. I'm like, God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> like that older black man that just walked in the store <sighs> was basically yeah. verbally accosting me. And I'm like, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You can be up in Eureka, California at their fucking whole, basically Whole Foods in the morning, like 9 a.m. in the morning. So anyways, here's you, AOC. <laughs> That's why yeah. we're still bitch talking. Yeah, still bitching after still all bitching these years. Still bitching after all these it, years. And it's just, yeah, it's so tiring. And it's just, and like she said, like normally you just ignore it. Like it happens so regularly. And it doesn't fucking matter if you're wearing shorts. 
I wear sweats every day now and yes. it still happens when I'm walking the dog or whatever, you know, and like, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It just matters that you're a woman. It That's doesn't. It. But I love, I love when I get to wear shorts and I'm like, do I just not wear, <laughs> like, do I just not wear shorts now, even if it's fucking hot out? Those legs look good, girl. I guess. Do they? That's basically what he said. I was like, oh, thanks. These white things? Like, what the fuck? These 40 plus year old legs? Great. <laughs> like, what is. Oh, God. I'm like, do you know who AOC is? Maybe you should go on to cspan.org and watch the entire hour. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just. Just happy to finally, you know, all these things we've ever been feeling or thinking, she just put words to them. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, it's like all these things that we suppress and, and you know, live hold with. and hold. She just, she just made it okay to just say, fuck you, you know. And when she got a little emotional, when she was talking about, about her, her dad. dad. Oh, I was. Like, I'm someone's daughter too. Yes. I was just like, fuck, this is really powerful. And. And homegirl was not reading from notes. Right. Like she kind of looked down once, but she just fucking spoke from her heart. And I also was... like her, uh, whoever her assistant is, did you see as a man bun? Anyways, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was really oh. thinking. Anyway. That's right. You have a male assistant with a man bun. You go, AMC. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a... Uh, that's uh, hopefully our intern at some point. Just kidding. <laughs> Are um, you kidding? Yeah, it's only up for that for him. Yeah, <laughs> becoming our intern after not him, AMC. but like a male, oh. like BNR. Oh. Not him, not him. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah, hey. After you're done, you're what you after do. you're done coordinating for AOC or whatever the fuck you do, you want to come can intern you, for Bitch Talk? Can sure. you explain to us what TikTok is? Because apparently, okay, uh, all Let's, the kids. Can you it. not? Did you just say that? Jesus. What do you mean? <laughs> We're not 70 years old. <laughs> no, I know what it is, but I just, I can't. What's this thing, Snapchat, that yeah. I mean, about? fuck, I mean, fuck off Snapchat. Too. I'm still confused about Snapchat a little bit. Does, do people even use that? Any, I don't even I think, I don't it's, think so. I think it's TikTok dead. is the thing now. TikTok is the thing now. Oh. I hear. <laughs> sure. Well, the kids on TikTok are, you know, kind of, they're, in, they're creating a moment right now, too, because I saw a, on John Oliver, he used a TikTok video to introduce a segment he was talking about this week, and I was like, because the chick was like doing eyelash work and then she's like, oh, by the way, there are people in China called, um, oh my God, I can see the word spelled, but it's the way it's spelled. Oh my God. I'll remember it in a minute. My sister, um, my sister worked with them in China. Anyways, that they're, they're Muslims in China. Did you watch this, Ange, or no? No, I normally do watch John Oliver, but I haven't seen his most recent. It was a whole thing, but he used a TikTok tiktok video and it was kind of i mean the kids are the kids are using it for other ways which i appreciate because i don't think they're using snapchat to be vocal about anything <laughs> so mm -hmm. um the uyghur people that's what i meant and a couple other things that are somber notes but also herman cain dying of yeah, covid that's, that's weird that's complicated uh i 
yeah, we had texted with our neighbors about it, and my neighbor was like, oh, no, the, the Trump supporters are going to be like, Herman, Herman came who? who? Um, <laughs> did, did Dump even say anything about it, do you know? Not that I know of, but I haven't... Um... I haven't, I'm, I don't follow him or anything, but I, I feel either. like if he, I feel like if he had said something about it, uh, you know, people would have said, responded to what he said, you know? Right. Um, but I'm like, I think, did Fox News even mention that he died? I think it is also important to note that three ex-U.S. presidents spoke at John Lewis's funeral. Uh, I think actually Carter, Jimmy Carter sent in a video as well, but okay. our, our current president was not there, which is appropriate. I don't think he should well, have been. Was he invited? Exactly. But that, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about this man. Like, oh my God, it's less than a hundred days. You know, we really know. need to, yeah. really Register need to, to vote, all, yeah. all come together. And well, you know, what's, what's interesting and RIP to Herman Cain, but also you didn't wear a mask because you thought that was the right move. And, and you were proud of it. And you were very vocal about this. And yep. that's what I mean by complicated. Like, I don't wish anyone to catch this and I don't want anyone to die, but it's, it's hard to, especially when you have a platform, you're spreading this knowledge or the, the, you're spending this language and this thought to, to others who look up to you. And yep. Could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. um, what did you mention just before that? Herman Cain, John Lewis, here comes, here comes well, Alzheimer's. Well, I did have a thought that has yeah. nothing to do with that. I just, you know, we talked about last week, uh, how the Marlins, we had just found out that oh, 14 yes. of the players now 18, I think have, have contracted COVID. Yes. COVID. And, and then they're like, oh, we'll just take a couple of days off and then come back on a Friday yeah, and see how and everyone's doing. It's just, I mean, I guess my issue is even bigger than that. And I, I get that people are missing sports and it's nice to have something that feels normal. Yeah. It's so odd, the games. Even and, though and it's weird because there's cars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So weird. But it's the opposite it, of normal. Yeah. But I get yeah. that it's comforting, you know, it's to, to some people that are especially like obsessed with sports, but we watched really a little. Yeah. Me. It really bothers me that, you know, these players get tested regularly. All these people have, they have all these tests for all these players every day on a regular basis. And, and we still don't have like PPE for, for nurses and, and nursing homes. And, you know, like why, why, why is there a surplus for these people, but not for these other es wow. real essential workers. And that just really bothers me because they fucking get tested all the time. And there's no problem with the availability of tests for them. But right. you know, even my nephew who works at a re manages a restaurant five days a week, he can't even get a test. Like it's just, you know, fuck that. So yeah, I'm just bothered. Yeah. Um, to that point, and this is morbid and sad, but, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw it, Char, um, and Ange, I don't know if you remember her so much, but, um, a, a friend of mine and a former colleague at Allied who I really loved, um, her name's Alicia. Um, I had, a, I have, and had a really good relationship with her and just, she's a real light. She was really a, a light at work. And, um, I really enjoyed working with her. Her father died of COVID in the last, mm. um, two weeks, I think July 20th. And he's an immigrant from El Salvador, I think El Salvador, if I'm correct. And, um, he worked, uh, he was in his late sixties and he worked at, um, uh, the Mission Tortilla Factory down in LA. 
Oh, wow. And um, she actually gave an interview for KTLA. Um, I posted on my personal page on Facebook just saying like, this is fucking real and people do die of COVID. And now, you know, now I know someone who's personally affected by it and has lost her father. Um, but uh, she was saying that, you know, her father is in her, in his upper 60s. And there were rumblings um, at the company about people being tested positive and going into work, but their company wasn't saying anything to the employees. And he's, you know, an immigrant and he was afraid of saying anything and he contracted it and his wife and his, uh, one of his daughters contracted it and they are okay. And he passed away. So, um, it's real and it does suck that the baseball players, because of the money that they bring in and the money that they make, uh, can get tested all the time and in a weird way, make light of it, I feel, and MLB making light of it. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's killing people. So um, we have to be really vigilant, I think, especially people of color about, um, you know, wearing masks and washing your hands and, uh, if you know at your work that people are testing positive, I think you have to say something. And I'm hoping that her family gets some kind of restitution from fucking Mission Tortillas, which we love. And we're like, guess we're not going to mm-hmm. be buying those uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you, if either of you remember her, but I love Alicia. Um, and uh, I told her if she ever wants to come on to Bitch Talk and, and kind of talk through this, we, we'd love to have her on. Um, Cause I, I remember she had just posted, I think it was his birthday, not that long ago. So she posted about him on Instagram and then she posted that. And I didn't realize until this week it was COVID that, that, um, killed him. Um, and of course he had pre-existing conditions and mm-hmm. uh, so anyways, oh, and to your point, Ange, about PPE, the people that I was thinking of, the Uyghur people in China, look it up. I guess they're, because they're Muslim, the Chinese government don't like them and have put them into, I don't want to say concentration camps. That's not what John Oliver was calling them. They're like work camps. Hmm. And they've been deploying them to PPE factories hmm. to make the masks that we're all wearing. Like the surgical masks I was talking about with Char yeah. at the beginning of this. Like we love those, um, but those people are making those. So anyways, um, yeah, it's a hell, hell of a week here over at Bitch Talking in the World. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> it's hard to know, I know. where to, where to go because it's like every conversation just ends up kind of in a dark place just because that's where well, our heads are, and that's and where that's we okay. are right and I now. Think that that's fine, and and it's just it's hard to not. Yeah, but I think. On an exciting note, maybe uh, Biden's going to have a vice president pick next week. So that's interesting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, at the very least, I, I'm actually grateful that he announced without even having a pick that he announced that he was going to uh, pick a woman. Because I think that what it's, well, what it's done is now all these women in politics have have are, are, have started being talked about like women that we we normally obviously Kamala Harris Elizabeth Warren like we all know <clears throat> even Stacey Abrams you know is is a more oh. well known name among, yeah. among 
the names, but all these other women in politics that, you know, we otherwise wouldn't really know about have been talked about and, you know, we're sort of vetting. And I think that's a good thing is that, you know, these other names are putting, being put out there. So at the very least, at least we're learning about these other women in politics that, that have, you know, worked hard for however many years and, and, you know, would otherwise have gone under the radar. Because otherwise, right. if we didn't know that he was picking a woman, you know, we'd just be talking about a bunch of old white men. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. We talked, Jeff, was it Jeff and I? I don't remember. Or my mom. I don't remember. We were talking about, no, it was my sister. We were talking about um, in 2016, remember that year, if Hillary Clinton paid enough attention to her vice president pick as much as Biden is now, things could have been a little different too, because does anyone remember her VP pick? It was an old white guy. <laughs> I was just going to say, wait a minute. Kane? Not Herman Kane. Tim Kane. I don't... Kane. Tim, Tim Kane. Kane. Yes. I forgot. I yeah. Totally everyone forgot. has, for... and everyone has forgotten. So was I was like, snore. yeah. Right. He no one totally remembers. Yeah, I didn't remember at all. Yeah. And when she picked him, everyone's like, who? And what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's a lesson learned uh, for the Democratic Party and mm-hmm. uh, or for any party at this point. And uh, we'll see. It, it matters. She could have picked, you know, Cory Booker then or mm-hmm. someone that was exciting. Well, well it matters especially when... <laughs> Memorable. Especially, especially when the, the nominee there are very passionate people that were very divided within the democratic party or democratic sure. socialist or whatever you want to call yeah. it now there is it's very divided and his pick is going to determine whether a lot of people vote for him or not and and that's from our own party not even from undecideds you know right yeah. um, or or independents i mean <clears throat> right. um but yeah, so I, I'm I'm interested and I'm just like finally because it's been a conversation for so long yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm intrigued and this has come, uh, you know, we'll find out this week and I'm sure I we'll have something so. to say about it. He said the first week of August. I know. So let's give him something to the talk about. Talk about um. <laughs> love. Yeah, the other downer, but you know what? He lived a great life with Regis and I know Shar wants to talk about Regis. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Regis. I grew up with Regis. Our friend mm-hmm. Dino Ray Ramos um, talked about D- or talked about Dino talked about Regis. Uh, I think on his socials on Twitter or something like he grew up watching Regis and listening to Regis. Like Regis has always been a part of our collective pop culture and on TV every morning. So mm-hmm. I was wondering where he'd been because I I feel like he's just been the Energizer Bunny that kept going. Mm-hmm. But man, he got to just go you know pass away in his sleep. 84 years old, I think. Something what? like that. Is he 84 or 80? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess. Or 88. I don't know. I don't know. But another kind of one of those, another pop icon that has passed away. And there's so many people that have passed away this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of the things I liked about, well, the thing about his show, about when it was, you know, Kathy Lee. Regis and Kathy Lee and then Regis and Kelly. Yes. And um is my favorite part of that show. And it became it's like a thing that doesn't that isn't that was never really done well except on his show, which was that host chat that they did 
at the beginning of every show. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what I, it's like, it's because it reminds me of like kind of like morning radio or old school radio. It's just like where it's like you let, you let the personalities, you let the host's personality shine before you get into like, you know, the, the, these interviews or these other little, you know, bits, if you would call them. And, um, so that's why I think everybody gravitated toward him because he was such a like great storyteller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, it's like, I guess I think about that as like, it's, you know, it's people like that, like hosts like Regis or hosts like, you know, like I have, you know, my favorite radio personalities, like, you know, Stern, one that yeah. I, Stern you know, local Sarah and Vinny that I listened yeah. to when I was, you know, 18 or 19. It's like when you gravitate towards shows that are, and, you know, hosts that you're like really into, it's kind of, it's a little bit of the reason I do what I do, you know? Mm-hmm so me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i feel like it's just uh he always maintains that like nice guy in in hollywood um image as well like everybody just says how humble and sweet and fun he was but just like you know that ego it's just yeah it just he was so comforting to watch and it felt like you were watching a friend not a celebrity he's not ellen apparently (laughs) oh god talk about i mean well and even uh who is it ryan seacrest who is on with kelly now i mean that's not he's not ever somebody that i thought of as like a great storyteller or a friend like it's not he's he's a poster child for like hollywood you know he's not He's the Dick. He's the Dick Clark portion of like that side of the business. He's not the Regis Philbin, but that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan Seacrest we can go on forever, but he is one of the hardest working people in show business. Yeah, yeah. I no, don't know no how to him. It's just no. completely different vibe. It's from just him. very Ryan Seacrest, and here we are on the red carpet, and there's mm-hmm. there's not that much personality, mm-hmm. even though I think he's giving yeah, personality. The humor, there's no the humor is not. Yeah, yeah. He's so. he's the workhorse, and he's like, I'm just going to do all the things and make all the money, and you're like, yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I did want to end again on a high note. I know we we're just talking about Regis and he passed away, but he had a good life. Um, the Emmy nominations that came out this week, um, our friend Rafael Cazal is in one of the shows that got nominated, Bad Education, which I still haven't watched. And I know Ange has. Movie, movie. Movie, movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nanette Bernstein, who directed uh, the Hillary doc on Hulu, was nominated. So awesome. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, The big controversy was about Pose, which I love Pose, love Pose. And I love Billy Porter. I hope we have him on at some point. I will die if we have Billy (laughs) Porter on the show. I can't even deal. But um, he was the only one actor nominated on that show. And uh, it's a big controversy because the majority of the show are trans women, black trans women, let's be honest. And none of them, again, second year in a row, did not get nominated. So um it says something and he said something on his instagram about it which was really sweet and i love him i love him so much um and i love pose but uh i'm excited i'm excited for the people that we know that got nominated and i don't know when the emmys are this fall i feel they're always in the fall but i don't know when I, yeah. I feel like i heard that they got postponed to maybe november is that does Uh-oh. that sound right because are they normally september or something i think so yeah i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah i mean like i was looking at that documentary um category oh 
Oh yes. Sorry. So many. And but like the documentary category of all the Emmy nominations, one of them uh, we actually did interview her but not for the movie she got nominated for was um uh Allison um is it Elwood? Uh Oh you mean Logo. for Go-Go's? Yeah, Allison Elwood, who directed the Go-Go's movie, she did a um, two-part series um, on epics uh, about the music in Laurel Canyon. That comes oh, out of Laurel Canyon. Okay. Uh, I, uh, my, one of my other shows, uh, Text, Pros, and Rock and Roll, did an interview with her about that, about that documentary. And um, yeah, that got nominated too. So it's Good. just like, there's some... There's, I mean, like, yeah, it's like looking at what was nominated and there, you know, there's like that, that documentary category was, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's had a bunch of heavy hitters. B Water wasn't nominated though. And I was bummed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, they could be nominated for an Academy Award. I don't remember. McMillions. Mcmillions got nominated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Duh. Oh, so good. It I was so baby, good. But now I'm like, it's red, and I just feel weird yeah. wearing any hat that's red. It just Do too. <laughs> Don't give me a red hat, anyone. Yeah. Not wearing yeah, it. Like, I would totally wear that beanie. It's nice, but it's, yeah, it's just PTSD. It's too soon. Just a little bit. <laughs> Still living in it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, the documentary series was amazing. Moving on. It was. Go, go find it. Um, on that note, I feel like we should wrap this up on a high note and thank everyone for listening. And again, um, our 500th episode is coming up. We still got a, still got a few weeks, but if you want to email us uh, any well wishes or a favorite episode or just want to say hi, you can email us at therealbtpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lynn. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>